0: So, um, I guess normally uh, we'll start. I, I'm assuming people know who you are by now, but we'll start with intros again and go from there.
1: Yeah, hi, I'm Jason Block. I lead the U.S. business for BrewDog, and it's good to be back on. Well, thanks again for your time. We, we really
0: appreciate trying to put this the U.S. group together, um, since the number of U.S. punks continues to grow, which is a good thing. Um, So I guess the first question, is there anything you wanted to talk about out front and then I can ask my questions later or? Uh,
1: Well, I think just an update from a broad sense, uh, just given how much the world continues to change. Um, So since the last time we talked, um, you know, off-premise beer distribution has continued to be the strongest part of our business, especially through Labor Day. We have continued seeing an uptick in our own retail, our own bars, uh, and at Doghouse. Um, The on-premise beer distribution keg sales continue to uh, be nowhere near where they were. (laughs) And it's a real drag on um, just our sales overall. But just to put some numbers to it, um, uh, July was our biggest distribution month ever as a business. Oh, wow. Definitely some positives there. Um, As of um, Monday of this week, um, our like for like sales at our bars were at 88% of last year. So, well ahead of where others in the industry are, not where we were uh, by any means, but we continue to move in the right direction. Um, Doghouse, halfway through October, is actually outperforming 2019 and it is a strong performer regardless. So it's a mixed bag. I mean, there are areas of the business that continue to thrive and there are areas that continue to um, have room to improve um, are, you know, the bars that we've opened um, really since uh, the ones outside of Columbus, Mm. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. um, They're all recovering at different rates. Uh, So, you know, just it depends on locations really yep. Cincy is in a very, very white collar downtown work district. You know, if you, you know, downtown Cincy has Procter and Gamble and Kroger corporate headquarters and American, uh, great American insurance, they're all yep. still working from home. So, I mean, there are some yeah. just challenges that are going to be outside of our control, but what I can say is that every one of our sites is doing better month by month, regardless of the challenges going on, um, in communities, which continue and, you know, currently are, are getting worse, not better. So we're just yeah. trying to make the most of it. Okay. Well, that's
0: some not terrible news.
1: <laughs> so yeah, only, we're, only
0: we're, down 12% isn't a bad place to be in, in in these times. So
1: We we like to think that we're, we're doing our best and we're seeing some results. Uh, obviously we always want to do better, but, you know, there are a number of tap rooms that we support in our community and otherwise that they're still not even open. So it's, it it could definitely be worse.
0: Well, this is a good segue into the, uh, the Cleveland question that's been thrown around. So Cleveland bar.
1: Yeah. um, We are working hard to make that a reality. Um, We have just a couple more pieces until we're ready to sign off on that, but we feel like we have a location identified. Um, We have been in negotiations on it for some time. Um, I was hopeful we'd have the ability to make an announcement today. We Ah. don't, but, but I, I, it it is very, very close to happening. And um, you know, we're going to make that a reality um, sooner than later. So You know, without um, giving away too much just because it's not a done deal, we are looking at, like, the uh, central downtown area uh, uh, in Cleveland. And Cleveland's a big enough city, and it's sprawled out pretty far just with the lake being on one side. Yeah, um, You know, it it is the type of market that probably could support more than one location, but we're we're focusing on planting our flag there and um, are, are really, really close to being able to say that we have.
0: Oh, that's excellent. That's some good news. Um, Let's see, distribution to new states. I know distribution's been weird because all the disties are trying to empty their warehouses instead of bringing new stuff in. Seeing any changes or growth there? Uh,
1: Seeing some growth there. Also seeing, you know, what you just highlighted. There are some distributors in some states who are still just uh, gun shy about pulling those triggers Um, there are others that are, you know, realizing that this is just the new normal and we're going to have to figure out how to operate within it. Um, so, you know, this year, um, we've added, uh, both Carolinas, um, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri. Um, we will be adding a handful of other states, um, by the end of the year. And those are going to be the new England states. Okay. So um, those are, are very much on track. We, we weren't planning on those uh, being added this year, but we had an opportunity with a good partner to add them. So um, that would be, you know Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont are all oh, come online this year. So continued geographic uh, growth and expansion remains part of what our goal is here. For a number of reasons, um, uh, especially, you know, as it opens up opportunities, some states allow direct shipping, some states don't, um, you know, there, there are ways yeah. that we have to kind of manage that uh, on a number of different fronts. But, you know, those are great beer markets with tons of competition, but ones that we definitely want to be playing in and uh, hopefully by Thanksgiving, uh, certainly by the end of the year, we'll be uh, in those New England states. Excellent
0: uh let's see distilling in the states i know there have been some hiccups along the along the road
1: yeah i mean the biggest challenge for us was just um when things froze with covid so um you know we've been talking about our distillery for some time what i can tell you is that our still is on the water so it will be here uh, in a couple weeks And, and the challenges were supply chain related you know without getting too far in the weeds, components of the still that came from places like Italy uh, when they were in lockdown, they didn't have the amount of exemptions for ah. essential workers that we do here. It was really a, a full country lockdown. So it just took time for the supply chain to get back up and running for some of the more, you know, nuanced components of the still. Um, It is done. It is on the water. It will be here in the next couple of weeks and we will be installing it as soon as it's here. So that is uh, definitely in motion. As far as importing goes, um, the uh, Lone Wolf and uh, Lone Wolf uh, Cloudy Lemon Gins are both here at uh, our sites. Um, We're still working on um, the 500 cuts and the uh, vodka, the challenges there are regulatory. Um, there have been a few different things that have happened with the rum. There was a type of vanilla that is, was part of the recipe that we don't allow in the U S so we've changed the recipe Wow. Um, and are, uh, really near the completion of that process with the vodka. Um, there were a couple IP issues with the name. Uh, So Uh, uh, Rogue Wave had some challenges. We are going to have to brand it differently. It will be the same liquid and the same aesthetic, but the challenge was with the name and competitors. Not that anyone had that exact name, but... Uh, It was too close for comfort with some competitors and it was challenged. So we haven't landed on the new name yet. Um, We're very close to that, but that's why those two have been taking longer to get here than the gens.
0: Well, still good news though. Yeah. Things things are moving forward. Um, So I guess the big question now is, so, you know, EFP3 turned into BrewDog tomorrow. Uh, It sounds like it's the last raise. Um, they've kind of unified both raises at the same time with the same name, which is a first. So um, sustainability, what, what's going on in the States from a sustainability standpoint to match with what the UK is doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, what we had already been working on were just a number of uh, ways for us to reduce our footprints and reduce our waste. So those are just ongoing initiatives. But what Uh, really the EFP tomorrow brings to the conversation is taking that to the next level. So there was the announcement in late August about being carbon negative. We are Mm -hmm. the first uh, brewery drinks company in the world to be fully carbon negative. The way that we're doing that before, we have fully reduced our footprint is by using those forestry offsets. So we're planting a ton of trees all over the world. So that we are actually taking more carbon out than what we're putting in. So for every brew dog beer that someone drinks, you can feel good. You're taking out twice the amount of carbon it took to make, uh, to make that beer. Um, but go forward and what we're going to do with proceeds from EFP tomorrow, um, it's really converting our um, facility in Canal Winchester in Ohio to be solar powered, um, a number of wastewater improvements, which aren't um, the sexiest things that's, that exist to talk about, but have um, really positive benefits for the environment. Mm-hmm. It's uh, investing in an all electric vehicle fleet. We do a number of transport activities here just to get beer to our bars and um, to distributors, having those be uh, based on um, electric vehicles. Uh, One of the more kind of exciting just from a consumer standpoint, from a customer standpoint is the hop field. Yeah. And for us, that isn't just a place where we can grow hops on our property and really reduce any transportation and getting it to us, which is one of the big sustainability wins there. It's also the ability to make a really unique beer, um, you know, at least one annually, depending upon how much we're going to make of it, or if we want to make a couple different varieties, but also using that space as a additional element to our campus here, Mm -hmm. um, through hosting, um, you know, whether it's, um, campouts that we want to host or weddings or other events, it really is going to be a unique, beautiful component to the campus that not only services the sustainability initiatives, but also really adds to what we do here and differentiate. So yeah. we're excited about that one on a number of different levels. Um, we're also going to be planting a number of trees on our property here. We have 40 acres. Uh, and as part of planting trees for our sustainability purposes, we're going to reforest a lot of our land here um, to, to do what we can within our own property.
0: Excellent. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so here's a question I was asked for by Tamsin from the BrewDog News podcast. Do um, you know what your personal carbon footprint is and are you doing anything to, um, you know, BrewDog UK has mentioned how they're offsetting their employees' carbon footprints also. Is that something else that's being pursued in the, in the States? To start doing yeah, that, kind of thing. That, that,
1: that is a um, that is a uh, initiative that we're doing worldwide. So okay, it's corporate. For okay. Any team member that is using the pawprint app to calculate their carbon footprint. Um, as a business, we are buying enough offsets to offset for our team members as well. So we believe we're the first company in the world to have this as an employee team member perk that you can actually have your carbon offset by the company you work for. Um, We also have extended that to dogs. So if you you have a dog, we will offset for your dog's carbon footprint as well. Um, I believe mine was... um, uh, I have to check. I want to say it was 4,000 um, uh, tons per, per year. I, I need to double check that number. But when I did the first calculation, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it spit out at me. Okay. And that, you know, it takes into account how far you drive for work, how often you travel, yeah. how many people live in your house, the square footage of your house. It really is, is it's a pretty cool tool that spits out um, a number for what, um, you know, you and your household, create as accurately as it can yeah um, so it, it's not going to be 100% foolproof but it's a pretty good way of measuring it um, so you know we're, we're really hopeful that team members take advantage of it it's a pretty easy thing to do um, and a pretty unique perk now
0: here's a question what about me opening it up to the punks so then we can buy enough beer to offset our carbon footprint <laughs> <laughs>
1: there are conversations in the works on how we to expand this past our team for sure. So I think that is a great idea. Uh, we are, you know, you, you kind of threw out a, a, your, your own spin on it, which it wouldn't be the first time when we've talked, we, we uh, use what you've said, but um, we are looking to expand who can take advantage of the offsetting. Uh, and, you know, then, the, natural next group to include would be uh, equity punks.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there's 140,000 of us now, so so we can make a dent. Um, another question I was asked was, with the UK Brexit thing happening at the end of the year, are there changes to how BrewDog USA is gonna be able to import from from Ellen to the States?
1: Um, The biggest changes are going to likely be within Europe. So, you know, the U.S. and U.K. historically have a very strong relationship. Uh, The current leaders, uh, at least as of today for both countries, have a strong relationship. And we um, there are some things that are unknown, but we are fairly confident that trade between the U.K. and U.S. won't get more difficult. It may even get better. Um, oh, okay. but we, we don't anticipate it's possible. I don't want to make it seem like <laughs> something that the world doesn't, but we think the bigger challenges is going to, are going to be, um, for the UK, um, exporting within Europe, just because okay. there's so many question marks there. Obviously the way that Brexit, Brexit worked out and just different personalities and leadership within Europe, there probably is more risk than bringing things here. Okay. Interesting.
0: Um, so beer locker program is still going well. I know mine is full again.
1: <laughs> yeah. The people that have taken advantage of it really appreciate it. Um, you know, I know it wasn't something we did before lockdown, obviously, as we've opened up um, uh, you know, people are out and about more. So I think it has changed a little bit, but for the people who have taken advantage of it uh, like yourself, definitely still have a lot of cooler space dedicated to it. Um, I guess the only other thing that I want to make sure I hit on is um, the well there's two first is the uh, AF range you know I mentioned growing distribution in New England AFs were a huge driver in that that is something that uh, distributors are very hungry for and we make a great product so that's part of how we're able to expand when others aren't yeah and in that vein we have the program currently for EFPs where if they buy um, an AF product on Amazon and give us a review for it. We provide a $20 gift card just to use for whatever BrewDog purposes people want to use it for. It's been a program that in just one week has yielded a lot of great results. And, um, just the way that, thank you, Doug. And the way that Amazon works, those reviews really help their algorithm and more people see our product and, um, it was a really difficult channel for us to get on just because they don't allow beer. And even though it's NA, it's a really narrow path to get approved. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's one that we think there's a lot of potential and the way to introduce a lot of people to BrewDog who, who aren't aware of us. So. Yeah. So
0: we have um, some AF punked on stairs and yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, you taste, yeah. you're like, I've had AF beers before that weren't BrewDog and, and uh, some are okay, but, The the AF Punk, I was like, wow, this is actually a really tasty.
1: tasty Punk AF is is very good. It is my afternoon drink of choice. Um, And if there's ever, you know, lunch meetings, not that that happens in the world of COVID, but if there ever are, um, you know, for me to be able to continue doing work in the afternoon, it's helpful to have the AF and not uh, a couple beers with lunch. Um, So there um, was that piece. So I just wanted to thank the people within uh, the EFP community community who have, um, taken advantage of that. It is hugely helpful to the business, uh, in doing so. Um,
0: yeah. And if you haven't go to Amazon, buy some Brewdog AF beer and write a review and get, get 20 bucks. I mean, it's a win-win.
1: Yeah, so, for sure. Um, I feel like there was one other item. Uh,
0: uh, uh some I just thought of was, I know we had talked in the past about possibly, um, you know, the, the clean and press in the UK, the hard salt store over there about, uh, some just. Dis- some distribution demands on BrewDog USA to start getting into seltzers. Is that still?
1: Yep. We are currently piloting a seltzer here. Um, so, you know, we're, well, it is something that we get asked for a lot. Um, not so much within our bars, although that happens as well, but particularly by distributors. So, um, that is something that we are continuing to explore. If we feel good about our ability to make the liquid, uh, and seltzers are one of the easier things to produce, just given the nature of the product, yep. um, so we are definitely going to be trying that here in the U.S. before the end of the year. If we feel good about the liquid, we would take that to distributors heading into next year.
0: Well, I'm not a big seltzer fan, but I know Brett really likes the uh, the clean impresses that she's had. She's really been happy with them. And now, cause she drinks Claire Bruin, which is a seltzer water, a flavored seltzer water. Um, she's really like to clean and press. So she was pretty excited when she she might be able to start getting those in the States. So,
1: yeah. Um, very likely, I think we, uh, in the U S, uh, as opposed to a vodka spiked, which is what they're currently doing in the UK mm-hmm. would be a, um, you know, malts based, uh, really sugar uh, beverage yep. beverage just because of uh, the equipment that we have on sites uh, and the rules that regulates alcohol versus uh, malt beverages. They're a lot more favorable for us staying in the malt way. And so, right. um, you know, that, that is something that we are actively working on and should be available at least as a pilot test before the end of the year.
0: Excellent. Excellent. More good news. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. I know there was talk at the the last actual AGM about putting in some container rooms in the back by the hotel. I know, um, Ellie liked the idea of a lazy river in Ohio, but that never really made a sense to a lot of us, but
1: yeah, we, we focus on the distillery because yep. that's something that, um, we, uh, thought we'd have a lot of success with in growing retail. You know, we talked about Cleveland already. Uh, we hope that, um, that comes to fruition in the near future uh, and really our focus go forward is on the sustainability pieces. Yeah. Uh, you know, this community is very, really plugged in. Um, this, this really is the, it is now EFP tomorrow. Um, but from a technical standpoint, you know, it's EFP three that has pivoted so that we could align with the UK and really close out with them, which is never something we've done here before. Yeah. So um, we're, we're um, you know, glad to be doing that alongside of them yeah
0: and, and BrewDog tomorrow in in the in uh, the UK is going gangbusters if you look at at how much investment it has at this point compared to previous raises it's they're blowing the doors off of it which is awesome to see
1: yeah they, they really are and um, we um, we really hit pause on marketing because uh, the complexities you know, no one's really ever, reggae is a relatively new thing in the U.S. in general. And by pivoting mid-raise and not knowing the timing of when to be able to do that and getting ads approved, our timing on really when to start promoting this didn't line up with the launch. So we're still probably about a week away. So we have had a slower start, but that is to be expected given some of the just behind-the-scenes um things that had to happen with yep. the technical aspects of the race
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Um yeah, then you guys got to put a campground in in Ohio. You yeah, know, it's that gonna be part in.
1: of the uh, hop field expansion. So we're 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 definitely thinking about that.
0: Um, yeah I think that's it. Yeah I know we covered my list uh the questions I had and the the rest of the team from the Berwick News podcast. So I'm. Um, Yeah, unless there's anything else, I just want to thank you again for your time. We really appreciate it. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just exciting to see how BrewDog's been weathering the storm and uh, that it's still very much a forward-looking company. I know a lot of companies are really, really pulled in tight and not looking looking too far down the road, but um, it's exciting to see BrewDog making future plans that go out years. So
1: yeah, I mean, at some point, things are going to get better. So we're just going to keep operating as if that is going to happen, hopefully uh, at some point next year. But always a pleasure to spend some time with you. Happy to do it um, as things come up. And I uh, look forward to our next pint together, whenever that is.
0: Well, I'll be there in November, hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>